400,000 children are diagnosed with epilepsy every single year. We're talking about perfect baby problems today. Stay tuned. Disability Life TV is sponsored by Connor Dental Associates. Hello everyone, my name is Yvette Pegues and you're watching Disability Life TV. We have special guests today, starting here to my far right. We have Devin, we have Selena, and we have Christian. This is such an amazing and beautiful family and we're here today to talk about something that 400,000 families have to deal with. It's called epilepsy. But before we get into the details of how this perfect baby was born and how far he's come since I met him the first time, we're going to introduce you to his amazing parents. I just have to tell you, as much as I love Christian, who we call Chris, as much as I wanted to hold and kiss this baby all day, I was most proud of his amazing parents. They, they can tell you themselves, but I just have to say that they're on the show today because I love them. I love their sweet baby, and I want you to hear about their daily, daily tragedies, right? Every single day is a new challenge that the two of you face with such amazing courage. So, Devin, tell us a little bit about you. Let's get to know you first. We were so into Christian when I met you guys, and I didn't get to know the two of you. Tell me about yourself. Um, well, I'm from a small town, um, South Georgia. Okay. And uh, I kind of... I mean, I ain't gonna say I had a hard life coming up. It's you know, it's average. Just I guess. life, yeah. yeah. But uh, I ended up moving closer um, towards West Georgia, and uh, I met Selena in uh, high school. Went to um, Dawson Street. Okay. It's a private school. Okay. And from then, it was just. Go ahead, um, say it. Love at first sight. <laughs> <laughs> we were friends for a while before we started. You know, started got closer. But I mean. You know, over time, you know, we gradually got closer. She started college and, you know, things kind of went from now. I see. I see. I can see that in both of your eyes. Selena, tell us about it. Um, Fill in the blanks for us. You know, guys talk man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really just unexplainable, really, because how everything played out, like, mm -hmm. I didn't really expect it to play out that way. Right. But, I mean, it played out pretty well considering so. you know what we have now today so, um, so were you yeah. born here too no um i'm actually from manchester it's, it's a small town too not too far from here okay um but uh i grew up in church uh kind of like a, i have a religious background got it so um i basically um had a regular normal life. Siblings, either of you? Oh, I have a huge family. Tell us about uh, it. I mean, I have eleven sisters and two brothers. What? Oh, Whoa! Big Whoa! So, did you have to go through all of that before they accepted you as part of the family, or did you Ooh, always? Oh, the selection process. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was kind of hard. Yeah. I mean, with one older brother, you have a challenge, but what? That many? <laughs> I know. That's what I was thinking. It was a handful at first, yeah. but I mean. I, I guess I'm a pretty likable person. I think a pretty so. Pretty likable guy. So I think so. I think I kind of won him over as like as time went on. But at first, you know, it's always like, oh, you better not hurt my sister. This that's and that, right. You know? Yeah. Then that's right. Yeah. Dad. Okay. And, you know. Oh my you know goodness. how that go. I do. I so. do. How about you? Siblings? Family members? I do. I have three sisters from my mom. I'm the oldest out okay. of her four. Okay. And 
my dad, he has like seven or eight. So you're in the 11 double digit stage yourself between yeah. both sides of the family? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So the reason that's important is because I want to know, does anyone in either of your families ever diagnosed with epilepsy, ever had any type of epileptic issues, issues or? I, I had seizures when I was younger, okay. but they were only from uh, fevers. Mm. But I didn't have them to his extent. Like I, my parents only told me I had like three or four. Okay. And they came from fevers, but never to like his extent of being disabled. So when your temperature was raised, then you were at the point of, I guess, over a hundred degrees or whatever. Degrees. That's when you were having the seizures. Correct. And it only happened just a few times when you were very young. Right. So how about you, Devin? I ain't never had no serious issues. Never had a broke bone or anything like that. Wow. I mean, I'm blessed. You are. <laughs> no, none of my siblings. I mean, we really don't really get sick. I don't, wow. don't take too much medicine either. Mm -mm. <laughs> I love that about you. But yet you've spent the last four years in the hospital. Well. So, Chris just turned four pretty recently. Right? No, three. No, three, three, three. Three. Yeah, okay, three, I'm three. trying to make him older. Because he was two when I met him. Now he's three. And he has an older sister. Mm -hmm. How old is his older sister? She's six. Six years yeah, she's old. She's six. Perfectly healthy. Yep. No seizures. Nothing. No, no right? Seizures. Got it. So the reason we're trying to get through the details, and I thank you guys for following me through, because it may sound like, okay, where's she going? Perfect baby problems is the name of this episode, because Christian is a perfect baby. And you two, at around the three-month stage, found out that there was some differences in his perfection. He had ten toes, ten fingers, right? The same thing we check, right? Okay, he's got all his toes, he's got two legs, he's got five fingers. He's our perfect baby boy, our first baby boy. And then something changed. We're going to talk about exactly what changed, what happened at the three-month marker, and we're going to break just before we do that for our sponsors. So let's break for our sponsors and get back to this beautiful family soon. Connor Dental Associates, full-service dentistry, providing orthodontics, implants, laser dentistry, and general care, set in a calm and relaxing environment. Our experienced dentists and staff are here to maintain your dental health, improve your appearance and quality of life. Compassionate, professional, and informative. Ask about our core whitening system, servicing insured and non-insured patients of all ages. Located in Kennesaw, near I-75. Call today and experience the difference for yourself. Welcome back to Disability Life TV, and thank you to our sponsors, Connor Dental in Kennesaw, Georgia. We couldn't do this without you. Yes, and we're very excited about what you do. Right, Christian? That's right. And so we're here with this beautiful family. We have Devin, we have Selena, and of course we have Chris here. And we talked a little bit about epilepsy before the break. Let's get into the details at which epilepsy was introduced to you because if you remember prior to the break this is a perfectly healthy family there were some seizures very early on for Selena but nothing medically heavy right so let's talk about what happened when this beautiful boy was born tell us about that birth mom uh, well um, he was pretty stubborn I was 42 weeks um, when I gave birth to him I had to be induced um, okay. He came out perfectly healthy. Um, I left the hospital normally after two days. Okay. Um, after that, you know, everything was pretty good. He was vocalizing, um, actually starting to mimic stuff that we were saying as well. Wow. And reaching, you know, a actually understanding us 
like he could understand us basically wow. when he reached for stuff or we giving him something he's grabbing it or you know pretty much everything that a normal baby would be developmentally doing. on time and a perfect baby right right and then what happened at the three-month mark he turned three months um i had him in the tub uh took him out of the bathtub laid him out onto bed to dry him next thing i knew well his sister was there with me one of his older sisters was there with me and we were drying him and he started shaking. So she was like, oh, it looks like he's having a seizure. So I was like, I was in shock. Of course. So, you know, she just like, call 911, call 911. So we call 911 and of course they don't show up immediately, right. but they're on the phone, you know, what is he doing? You know, are you sure he's having a seizure? Baby do, babies do weird things at, you know, that age. Right. So we're just like, well, we know what seizures look like. So. Right. But, I mean, of course, it was rel relatively short, and when they got there, it was over. Right. But um, after that, um, I'd say, what, like two weeks later? Or yeah, probably that same week, maybe. I don't know. Ah! He having another one, and we took him to the hospital, and we stayed overnight, I think, okay. and he didn't have a seizure. So they're just like, well, you know, babies do weird things, so maybe you guys are just, you know, thinking too much. So um, we go back home, and I'd say, what, like four or five days after that, he has more seizures. Mm -hmm. So this is all within a week? Mm -hmm. A week and a half, two weeks. Yeah. Yep. Okay, and what happened the third time? So we take him back then, and in the waiting room, he actually starts to have a seizure while we are there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we went home after the first time we came, they told us to video it, and that's what we did. But we didn't even have to show them the video because when we were in the waiting room, they saw it for themselves. Wow. So. Did they respond quickly while you were in the waiting room? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. So you were in an emergency. Mm -hmm. Got it. And, of course, there were meds that were given to him to try to stop the seizures. But, yeah. At that moment? Mm hmm So, Dad, how was that experience for you? Whew. Uh, I know. First day, boy. Yeah. It, it was tough, you know, because, you know, I wanted to be, you know, my little man having his support. You know, I was going to have him right. Right. But, uh, I mean, you know, I... I take it, you know, how, how, how it comes. I mean, I really don't know what to say about it. I mean, it, it was a struggle at first, me getting adjusted to it, me getting used to it. But, right. I mean, after so long, I mean, you know, I guess I'm used to it by now. It really don't bother me. So let me tell you what he means by used to it. So I met Devin and Selena and Chris in the hospital. I I know hospitals are no but I come in, and Devin's like telling the nurse, I got it this time. And he is literally removing and replacing a trach, right? So it's a tube down his throat that he was using through his nose. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was in his nose. And this is how he ate. This is how he was being fed. Champ. I mean, it was a master class. They were together in unison. They knew what to do. They were using the right tape. He didn't like it. But it happened so quickly that he wasn't being, you know, like, in, in excessive pain. But I will tell you, he was not this active when I met him originally. So, again, I was just so proud of the fact that they both still had smiles on their faces. They welcomed me and allowed me to be part of that moment. And I just, I just haven't forgotten them. So, again, kudos. You are amazing parents. They are hands-on. And they're dealing with incredible financial emotional and spiritual burdens not because of Chris 
but because of what has happened since that three-month period in those excessive and successive seizures. So there was poison, there was medications, there were so many things that happened that you wish would not have happened. Yeah. You want to tell us just a little bit about that and what you think could have been done differently. I know we're not doctors, we're not claiming to be, but these are parents who are connected. And so just based on what you know, can you tell us a little bit about that? For starters, I, honestly, I wish we never started the medicine. Mm. The medicine, I feel like it, it made it worse in a way. Mm -hmm. I mean, we went from having just like one seizure, two seizures, like maybe like every few days. Okay. And when it started, when we started the medicine, it's like it went from one to two, three to four, you know, every day or every other day. Like it increased, but it decreased with the how, how long they were. They went from, the, the first ones were like maybe like a minute, and they went from like a minute down to like 30 seconds, right. less than a minute. Ah! But, I mean, he still continued to have seizures. So we changed medication, changed medication. We went through like maybe like 10, yeah. 10 or 11, about 11 different medications. Right. And, um, one of the medications, it ended up, um, he ended up overdosing on it, where it causes, um, Toxicity, toxicity level, and uh, so it actually hurt him more than it helped him. Yeah. Now, when you say he OD'd, if you don't mind my interrupting, was that based on the prescription instructions? Mm -hmm. So it's not like you gave him too much. You gave him exactly, exactly. what the doctor prescribed. Exactly. But it was too much for his little body. Yeah. And it actually did more harm than good. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Okay. His levels were um. They were super therapeutic. That's mm -hmm. what they call it. That's the medical term for it. Like okay. super therapeutic. But uh, it actually does more harm to the body than it does good when the levels are that high. Oh. He was supposed to be like in a range between 10 to 20, but instead his levels were like 46.6. 10 to 20 what? 10, it's supposed to be like 10 to, his levels were supposed to be like in between 10 to 20. So and these are like what? His blood Serotonin? levels. Blood levels, got yeah, it, okay. His blood levels with the medicine. Got it. And with his being a 46, well, when he got, he had to get, um, he got him checked pretty often. Got it. And uh, I say, like, the second or third time when he got him checked, he was he was already over the therapeutic <laughs> level. So he was already over 20. Got it. But they were saying that he was tolerating it good, and he was still, you know, at that point, he was still walking, and he was he really verbal. He could go and get in and out of the bed. But, I mean, after that, after that poison, I mean, all that kind of went downhill. Oh, okay. So developmentally, he went backwards. Mm -hmm. And you believe it happened in that moment because he stopped doing all the regular things that two three-year-olds do. Is that what I'm hearing? Mm -hmm. Okay. So what happened next? Where are we now in his in his treatment? Are you? I've seen some major improvements. Tell me what happened. I mean, he besides went, the love, he, he right? went into. Yeah, I mean, you know, we love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most definitely. He went into that status, um, it's called status epilepticus or something like that. I'm okay. not for sure what the exact word is, but um, they had to end up putting him to sleep. And when they uh, put him to sleep, he, when he came back from the coma, he he wasn't like, he wasn't like I could tell the difference between like as far as like eye contact. So was it better or worse? It was. Ah! I had never seen him like that. 
Like he, he didn't make no eye contact. He was he was like he was like a vegetable. That's right. That's around the time when we seen you in that's the hospital. That's what I was gonna say because he wasn't tracking or anything. Mm, it's like his brain was like almost rebooted. Like they pressed the restart button on it, and I mean, from then on, I mean we constantly go to therapies, and he see like therapy every week, OT, PT, and the speech. Uh, but. I mean, as far as his posture, I think he's like, he's slowly coming back around with all the therapies and stuff helping, but his problem, the seizures, he, he still have them, but it's not the same. He don't have the, the, the grand mal seizures Got anymore. It. He has, like, um, absent seizures. Like, he, he just stare stares off. off. Oh. Okay, so that's hard to, so he just basically looks out into space and does nothing for how long? Maybe like four to five seconds. Ooh. 30 seconds. It don't it be. Feels it, like it, yeah, it, it feels like a long time. Yeah, it feels like a. It feels longer than what it is. But I mean, as soon as it happens, I mean, he just kind of like he pauses whatever he's doing. Uh. He starts there off. Then he just come back. Yeah, because right now he's very active oh, and yeah. very verbal, and you miss that when it disappears for even 30 seconds. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Ooh, You're talking about therapy every single week. How does that affect your livelihood? Working. And keeping a job, and tell me about that. It's hard. As far as like us getting off of work or trying to schedule off from work, and then you know, with the jobs, they don't want you just constantly taking off, taking off, taking off. Right. And it's so hard to to get the schedule like the way that you want it. Right. Because it's like he's not the only child that's in this situation. Right. So I mean, we constantly move. Like, you know, we go from different therapists. Like, we had one that was coming to see us at home, but he got, uh, when he turned three, it stopped. He was with his program, like, oh. Babies Can't Wait. Yes, I've heard of that. Yeah. Great program, but yeah. it has a deadline, right? Yeah. yeah. When got he turned it. three, uh. everything got, it got a little real for us, as far as, like, us having to travel all the time. Like, yes. we're constantly on the road. Uh. So... I can say that I can relate in so many ways because... Our family believes we have something called, you've heard of PTSD, right? We have PTDD, which is post-traumatic debt disorder. Because to have had fluid income, income that you can and measure, and then be in a place where you can't, know where the next income to fill all the empty spaces is going to come from, that's a really hard place to be. So again, I commend you, and I want you to talk a little bit about your GoFundMe and how we can reach out and help and support you. Can you tell us about that? What is the, what's the link? Um, it's www.gofundme.com slash help for Chris 0411. So it's help, the word for Chris 0411. Mm -hmm. We're going to have that on the link connected to this episode. And on behalf of Disability Life TV, we want to make our first donation of $100 today to the link and to the GoFundMe to help support you in any way that we can. We encourage you to match that. We encourage you to give whatever you can, whenever you can. Can I, can I say that safely? Because it all matters. And we would like to make sure that we support this family. And we also want to make sure that as parents, you trust your gut. You trust your instincts and understand that if your perfect baby has problems, what do we do next? Tell us from your perspective. What would you recommend to those watching who have babies 
who are seeing something different, and they're not the normal baby problems at that age, as you had been told so many times. What do you recommend for a D-Life Diamond, the point that we want to leave with everyone? What would you like to say to the audience about that? I mean, most of the time, your, your first instinct as a parent is normally right. I mean, you have the doctors and they tell you one thing, and then if you got a gut feeling, you normally should go with it. Because I feel like we made a mistake is is not going with our gut feeling mm -hmm. about yeah, some of the situations that he was put through as far as, like, the medicine goes. Right. And um, I feel like that was one of the reasons why he's, like, the way that he is now. I feel like he would have been better off if we would have went with our gut instinct. Um, basically along the lines of what he was saying, like whatever you feel that you think needs to be done or, you know, don't let anybody else try to, you know, tell you what you need to do with your child because you know your child better than anybody else do. So assert your right as a parent, as a part of you is changing. And that's in your child, in your spouse, and in yourself. Advocate for yourself and for your children and please log on to Disability Life TV. Let us help this family move forward in a way that has no end date, right? There is no end prognosis. For all you know, there is no cure. Is that correct? There is no cure. So thank you very much for watching. We appreciate you both for being here. We love this sweet baby and continue to pray over and bless him. And we love you for watching.